Hey, Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast listeners, Eric Thomas here. A question that we get asked a lot through listeners and through clients of ours when we're talking to them is um, questions surrounding recruitment, retention, um, how to find quality candidates for your company. Well, in this episode, I'm going to share a few simple tips, low cost, no cost tips to improve your recruitment efforts uh, as we head into the busy summer months. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. Welcome back to the show, everyone, and happy Wednesday out there, all of our listeners. Uh, wanted to dive in today to talk about recruitment. Uh, so that's a topic that it's been hot for the past few, I'd probably say the past few years at least, is uh, you know finding uh, good quality talent for your organization, rather that be CSRs, uh, service technicians, installers, comfort advisors, you name it. It's been a challenge for a lot of folks. Well, recently we were chatting with a client of ours who is not having these issues at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's finding client or he's finding contractors, technicians, and installers left and right, having no issue at all. And so I'm not really gonna, you know, share too much of that. But the point I want to make is that, you know, if your recruitment efforts are on point and you're continuously recruiting, these issues um aren't really present. The guys out there that are, you know, that understand this are, <clears throat> are finding people no problem. So in this episode, I'm going to share you with you guys some low cost, no cost ways to improve your recruitment, things that you can do right now today that will um, help make your organization more attractive to the outside world as a place of employment. Uh, but before we dive into any of that, I wanted to go over some housekeeping items uh, first and foremost, I've got this shiny trophy sitting here on this desk. We won a communicator award for the podcast, so really cool. It's got some hardware here on the uh, for the show. So I wanted to say thank you to everyone who um, listens to this show week in and week out. Uh, special thanks to all of our guests who have ever joined us on the show. Um, as you guys know, I'm not very good sitting here talking about, you know, all this stuff by myself. It's really great to have um, good, smart people like yourselves on the show to uh, to kind of guide the conversation. And then also thank you to the team at Rival Digital who um, you know works hard on the back end to put this show together for you all. So recruitment. <clears throat> Something that I heard uh, a few years back is that um, recruitment is essentially just people marketing. Like you are marketing your business to um, a different audience, you know, in heating and air, you are marketing your comfort solutions to homeowners or to facilities managers or business owners. If you do commercial, well, recruitment is just marketing your, the opportunity that you have available for a career to 
other individuals that are within that field or were wanting to bust into that field. So recruitment really is marketing. If you think about it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you got to do to be good at recruitment. But the thing is, it's essentially still marketing. It's just people marketing. So there's several ways to, uh, to go about people marketing, just like you would if you are um, advertising your business, you're going to go to home and garden shows. You're going to um, join Facebook groups. You're going to make a website, list your services, run LSA ads. You're going to do all these things to find those homeowners and tell them about your service so that when they need heating and air conditioning, service repair, uh, installations, they think of you. Well, the same goes for people recruitment. You know, instead of home garden shows, maybe you're going to a trade school to speak to uh, a class that's about to graduate, or you're going to a trade school and you're volunteering your time as an instructor, um, an adjunct professor, if you will, um, instead of <clears throat> running LSA ads for you know service and repairs. Uh, perhaps you are uh, advertising yourself on places like Indeed and uh, ZipRecruiter and Facebook. So there's there's different ways to do this, but the objective here is still the same. You're just trying to recruit or you're just trying to market your company to an audience of people, uh, but it's just a little bit different. So I wanted to share some low cost, no cost ways to market yourself better to candidates, recruits, possible uh, people to join your team. And so the first one I really wanted to hit on was your website. So obviously, like, you don't need to go redoing your entire website just to recruit people. But there's a particular page on your website that's really important to have nailed down uh, to make yourself appear more um, attractive as an employer to possible candidates looking for a a new career opportunity. And that page is the about page on your website. So the about page can have several different uh, functions. Obviously your homepage and your services page and your contact page, those are all going to be geared towards the homeowner, but the about page can be geared towards homeowners and um, candidates that are looking for jobs. And so you really need to make sure that you nail the about page. Because if I'm a candidate and I'm looking for, you know, I'm searching around for all the heating and air companies in my local area looking for um, who's hiring, I'm either going to scroll straight to the footer where it says careers or I'm going to go to the about page and try to learn more about the company. And so on the about page, some key elements that you're going to want to have in order to, you know, stand out from what your competitors are doing. Because let's go ahead and face it, a lot of your competitors, if their websites are, you know, little lackluster and not amazing. Their about page is going to be all about me. It's going to be, we, 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 we're the best. Uh, We've been in business for so long. We're amazing. Free financing, all this stuff. Make your about page about your team instead. So yeah, it's, it's great to have, you know, the owner's story and the history of the company on there. But so some key elements of the about page to have is have a meet the team section, take a good photo Use your iPhone or a camera or hire someone. Come get some good photos of your crew. And you can use these for dispatch as well. Um, Put them on your website with the the person's name, their role, and then maybe even add a short 
about for them if they want. Give them their own page, and you know, with the biography. Jeff likes playing slow pitch softball, and he's got two dogs, and you know, him and his wife have three kids, and he loves doing golf. And just let you're going to personify your company a little bit more. You know, give uh, some type of human element to your company because the thing is. Birds of the same feather flock together is what they say. So if I'm a candidate and I love golfing and I, you know, I, I want to, uh, you know, be a comfort advisor. I'm a great, I'm a great salesperson. I want to be a good comfort advisor. And I'm on here and I'm reading about Jeff, the comfort advisor. And I see, oh, he loves playing golf and, um, you know, he loves giving back to his community. It's like, wow, I do too. I, I love playing golf. I love volunteering at Habitat for Humanity they begin to um, kind of visualize themselves working for your company, working with that individual as a teammate. And so they start to cast this vision that like, this could be me. So having on the about page, making sure you have your teammates and your crew and your CSRs and everyone um, just list them on there. And not only does this help with recruitment because, you know, it shows smiling faces um, it also helps with retention. And I hear this a lot when I mention this idea to clients and they say, well, I don't want to put my people on my about page because uh, the competition is going to come poach them. And this is the response that I say every single time. If you create a working environment and a culture where people want to work, they are um, they are trained adequately, they're paid appropriately, and they are challenged on a daily basis, they'll have no need to leave your company. So put them on your about page. And it makes them feel special and it gives them some form of stake in the business. It's like, I'm on the website. I belong here. And so it helps with retention. It helps with recruitment. And it even can help with um, with when your homeowners are looking at it. You know, it's very unlikely that, you know, a homeowner looking for repairs and to go digging through their about page to learn about, um, you know, the whole team and everything. Uh, but they might. And it's good to have it there because guess what? If they get a text message saying that Jeff's on the way and you even have a link, say, learn more about Jeff here and you click it and it goes to Jeff's page. Um, it gives the homeowner a little bit of a relationship with the person, kind of a connection before they even get there. So just put the people on your website. It's a great, it doesn't cost you anything extra to do that. Um, well, hopefully it shouldn't put them on your about page. Some other things to put on your about page, um, put your core values of your company, put your mission statement, your vision statement, um, put, you know, all the things on, on your about page that, you know, um, are kind of like the, the, you know, the core elements of your business, your core values, what you stand for. Because if I'm reading that, or if a technician's reading that and they see your core values are um, integrity and you name it, you know, there's all the different core values that people have out there. If I'm seeing that and I'm like, that aligns with me, well, then that's going to help me make my decision on who I want to work for. So core values and your mission statement and your vision statement, that's all good stuff to put on there. Um, doesn't you know really affect the homeowner, but it helps with your recruitment. Again, you can put that below the fold, below the team, wherever you want to put it on the about page, but put it somewhere on the about page. Also put it on your careers page. It's good stuff to have because you want people to, um, to sort themselves out before they even contact you for a job. And so if you have your core values and your mission statement, your vision statement, who we are, what we do, what we believe in, why we do it the way we do it, 
if someone doesn't align with that, then it's going to, it will probably steer them off. And guess what? That person, you didn't even want them working for you anyways. So you want to put the stuff on there. That's going to attract the people like the people that you want. So put your team on the about page, put your core values, your mission statement, your vision statement, um, who we are, what we do, all that good stuff on there. Other things to put on the about page include uh, local charities or organizations that you are involved with. So if you sponsor uh, Virginia Beaks Parks and Rec Little League, if you sponsor Habitat for Humanity, if you sponsor the, you know, you name it, there's a gazillion different things out there, the JCOC, the uh, Special Olympics, whatever it may be, put that on your about page as well. Charities and organizations that you're affiliated with. Why? Well, one, people like to see that you're involved in the community. You don't just care about making money. Two, you can get a backlink from these people. And that's an SEO thing. That, so your your SEO provider is going to thank you for that. And uh, it'll help with recruitment as well. Again, low cost, no cost, simple little things like that can go a long way. Another thing, social media. So I think it's safe to say when, you know, when I... And, and this is probably an inaccurate assessment, honestly, because I see a lot of fellas on Facebook in these Facebook groups constantly, you know, talking about business and you know, the heating and air trade. Um, but I think that it's safe to say that more females engage on social media than males. And um, especially, you know, on Facebook, these technicians that are out working 13 to 15 hours a day, they're not hanging out on Facebook all day long. But their significant other might be hanging out on Facebook. And then when you get home, the technician gets home and he's kicking his boots off and bitching about his day. And, you know, his spouse has to live with that. She might encourage, or he, you know, again, we don't, <laughs> we don't judge on preferences here. The significant other may um, recommend or begin researching possible opportunities because as, uh, it was either Tucker um, Tucker Yarborough or um, Brian Hickman uh, when we were at Service World Expo. We were doing a recruitment panel, and one of the two of them said that most men they're not going to make a change in their life unless it's going to kill them. So, and that's true, guys. We you know typically we don't go to the doctor unless it's so severe we can't get up. You know we don't really you know just go to the doctor and do all this stuff. And so most guys, even if they're miserable, you know at their current job they're not going to make it change because it hasn't killed them yet and it still pays pretty good and it's, you know, good enough to keep the bills paid, but the significant other is not going to want to live with that forever. So the significant other may begin researching on social media, um, different heating and air businesses. I know for a fact, you know, cause I'm not a technician, but I know for a fact when I was at previous employers and I was miserable, my wife would text me job links all the time. She would say, hey, check this job out. You might like this. Hey, check this job out. You might like this. I wasn't even looking, but she knew that I freaking hated my job. And she was still, hey, check out this web developer job. You might really like this. Check out this you know, digital marketing job. So make sure that you've got your jobs listed on you know social media, your website, indeed, all these places because the spouse may look. But when it comes to social media, um, just as you put them on your about page, you should highlight your employees on social media as well. So work anniversaries, share a picture of the team member holding a cookie cake or whatever it is. 
birthdays, share a picture of them on their birthday and wish them a happy birthday. Uh, employee of the month, um, share them on their birthday. General meet the team posts, share that often. That's four different types of content. All right. So think about this. You get seven days a week. You should be posting on social media, you know, theoretically every single day. A lot of people don't, but you don't want to post, you know, generally three to four times a week. I just, I just listed off four different types of content. All right. Let's just assume that you have 20 employees at your company. That's 20 posts for birthdays. That's 20 posts for work anniversaries. That's 20 posts for uh, meet the team. And then you get 12 posts for employee of the month. So that's 60 plus 12. So you're looking at 72 posts you just created um, for social media. That's, that's a pretty good number to think about. Um, you talk about creating a content strategy. There's, you know, one fourth of your content strategy for the year. And guess what? That again, it helps because this is what happens when you share pictures and videos and shout outs of your team on social media. They're going to share that post on their timeline because they feel special. They feel recognized. They feel, um, they feel, you know, noticed. They're going to share that because they're proud of themselves. And guess what? On social media, it's a highlight reel. And we want everyone to see how great we are, right? So they're going to share that on their timeline so they can say, oh, look at me. I'm employee of the month. It's my work anniversary. I've been here five years. And then their family and friends are going to go engage with the post, like with the post. So engagement skyrockets. Post gets shared a gazillion times. And then birds of the same feather. Remember that, folks. These technicians, they're friends with other technicians on Facebook. Um, or LinkedIn or wherever they're hanging out. They've got friends from previous jobs, uh, friends from, you know, previous walks of life. That plays an influence into that person that's looking at the post, their decision as to who they're going to work for. So that's a great way, um, you know, sharing that content on, um, on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you share it for recruitment and also retention. Next on the list, uh, trade schools. I know we kind of talked about this at the beginning, but trade schools are, um, you know, it's a no brainer. Uh, if you're not somehow involved with your local trade school, then you need to be because these folks are getting hands on training. You can go in there and you can be a mentor or a teacher or an instructor or a professor, or whatever you want to call it, whatever they call it. And guess what happens then? If you're in there and your face is showing up and you're, you know, hands on and you are uh, building rapport with these folks, they're going to want to come work for you for one. But for two, you get to uh, persuade what they learn and how they learn it. So guess what? If you have a particular technique for flipping leads or for doing system inspections or for doing, uh, you know, a proper AC tune up, you can teach them the way that it's done at your company. And when they get out of trade school, they are ready to go. You don't even have to do as you, know, you still want to train, but you don't have to go through the whole song and dance as you usually would. These people are field ready and you can stick them in a truck and have them go out and start running system inspections, system tune-ups, maintenance jobs, stuff like that. So get involved in your trade school. And then last but not least, always be recruiting. So recruitment, um, 
it's just like marketing. You never stop marketing your business for repairs and replacements, do you? You should never stop recruiting. You should always be recruiting uh, for the future. You always be out networking, always be incentivizing your technicians to, you know, send referrals of some sort, give them a referral bonus, always be open to the conversation to bring into someone new on because you may not be super busy, you know, during the spring or the fall, but you're going to be busy in those other times. So you need to have a lever to pull uh, with candidates and talent to bring into the organization. So always be recruiting um, even in the, in, in the summertime. So, all right. Highlights again. So ways to improve your recruitment, uh, low cost, no cost ways. One, pimp out your about page on your website. So add meet the team, add your core values, your mission statement, your vision statement, what you stand for, add charities and organizations that you support. And then maybe even testimonials from employees do a video testimonial of them talking about their uh, their experience as a technician for your company. Next idea, uh, social media, because spouses like to, you know, they're going to be on social media looking and learning more about the company and what their, you know, significant other may be getting themselves into. Share your team on social media. Uh, give them shout outs, birthday, work anniversary, meet the team, employee of the month. That's 72 posts that you can create for the year if you have 20 technicians. You can do the math on that. So it's four different posts. Multiply that by the amount of people you have and there's a uh, 25% of your content strategy. Next, uh, go to trade schools, get involved, become a professor, uh, be a role model for these people. You can train them the way that you want things done at your organization. You've got candidates coming out of the trade school who are ready to go into the field and begin, begin running maintenance calls. And then last but not least, always be recruiting, um, even in the, the busy times of the year during the summer and the winter. So if you guys uh, got a little bit of value out of this, um, let me know. Uh, you can reach us at podcast at rivaldigital.com. And we even have a free guide. There's no um, you know, page where you have to give us your email address or anything. Uh, go to hvachiringguide.com. It'll redirect you to a page. And I have compiled a list of blog articles, podcast episodes, uh, and then various other resources for staffing and recruitment that may help you out as you are trying to learn more about how to improve your marketing. So, or not your marketing, but your recruitment, which is people marketing. So anyways, thanks for tuning into this episode, guys. Uh, we've got a few really exciting guests coming up. And then also season three is launching on July the 1st. So stay tuned. We've got a really exciting lineup coming out that I can't wait to share with you all. And until next time, stay smart. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.